So this is The Nun Report. I'm Dan Nunn. This is where we talk truth, freedom, and a little bit of weirdness on an almost daily basis, usually a daily basis. Today is Tuesday, January 10. And, you know, man, lunch was something else, man. I'm glad you guys can't uh, smell through this microphone because those onions were strong. You know what I what drives me nuts most about going out to lunch is, is crummy service and inconsistency in a restaurant. You all know what I'm talking about. And we're all dealing with it now because... Uh, apparently, you know, nobody can find employees to staff their restaurants. So they're reducing hours, they're reducing menu items, they're going on and on. But enough of that, enough of that. We got some sad news yesterday. I'm going to start out with that because it's worth paying homage to uh, a patriot and a great person, somebody who stood with Trump, stood with the conservative movement and uh, became somewhat of a median sensation since 2016. Um, And that is, uh, that is diamond of diamond and silk. Lynette Hardaway uh, was her real name. She went by diamond. She was a diamond half of diamond and silk. She was young, you know, only 51. And, um, Really bad news for Republicans and, frankly, all Americans, Donald Trump truthed. Our beautiful diamond of diamond and silk has just passed away at her home in the state she loves so much, North Carolina. Silk was with her all the way and at her passing. There was no better team anywhere or at any time. Diamond's death was totally unexpected. Probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out. Rest in peace, our magnificent diamond. You will be greatly missed. And uh, and definitely, and just as a little homage to her, let's uh, let's check this out. Two words, made in America. And that's how I'd like to remember her, is uh, her infectious laugh, uh, their silliness, their antics, and the way they played off each other when they were on video or, or on, on audio together. Um, really was a great combo. She's going to be deeply missed. Anyway, on with the show. We're going to talk about the, of course, the dog and pony show at the border where Biden went down there to get a photo op of himself. See, I've been to the border for five minutes without actually seeing a single migrant, not one. Amazingly, he went to the largest illegal port of entry in the country in El Paso and did not see a single migrant because they sanitized the area before he got down there. They bust them all out. They cleaned up the streets. They shut down the border. They shut down the border in one place for a day for the president of the United States. Surely they can shut down the entire thing permanently forever and let people come in legally. But first, we're going to kick off with the Biden crime family, because how can we not talk about the Biden crime family? They are caught in one lie after another. Joe Biden has made an entire career out of lying and plagiarizing. He's been caught over and over again. It took him three runs for the presidency to finally get his bullshit past everybody. He hid in his basement. He didn't campaign. The press gave him a free pass. Legacy media said, oh, it's his turn. Orange man bad. We got to get him out. So we're going to put Biden in, even though they knew he was a lying plagiarist and has been for his entire career. Well, the Biden crime family, because they keep getting away with things, they keep getting more brazen and more 
ridiculous, more hypocritical. And so it comes out, first, first let, let's, let's, let's go with a little bit of backstory here first. Let's make sure we understand where, what the breaking story is. So check this out. Wolf Blitzer on CNN. This is CNN Breaking News. And we begin our coverage tonight with the breaking news that we're following. Classified government documents found inside one of President Biden's private offices. The records dating from Biden's time as vice president during the Obama administration. Really? What? Classified documents? He took classified documents from the White House when he was vice president. Are you? No. No, surely this didn't happen. You know, people, you know, when Trump was uh, found to have supposedly classified documents, which the president of the United States is allowed to declassify anytime he wants, however he wants, through no official channels whatsoever, the legacy media and the left wants to, I mean, he may as well be, he may as well be on death row. Let's execute the guy. He did some horrible thing. He has some classified documents. I want Biden held to the same standard. Remember what Biden said when that was all found out, when, when, uh, when documents were found at Mar-a-Lago with an FBI raid, by the way, an FBI directed by the Justice Department raiding a president of the United States personal residence. Unbelievable. Criminal, actually. And this is what Biden had to say at the time. I'm going to remind you. you First of all, 60 Minutes, the most useless, worthless, wannabe news organization that still exists. Worse than CNN, worse than MSNBC, worse than Face the Nation, worse than anything possibly out there. This 60 Minutes has gone so far down the toilet that I don't think there's a plunger in the world that could get them out. Let's check this out. All the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen how one anyone could be that irresponsible and i thought what data was in there that made compromised sources and methods by that i mean names of people who helped or etc and it's just uh, totally irresponsible and you don't know we'll just leave it at that because we know he doesn't know the interesting thing about these documents uh they were just found at the Biden think tank, the uh, the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Oh wait, what? What was that? Oh, okay. Clint wants to pipe in on what what Biden just said. Let's hear what Clint has to say. That's what a load of shit. Yeah. God, I agree, Clint. I always agree with man. I love Clint Eastwood. That guy is the man. He always has some good input on, input on this show. <laughs> and then Meathead. Once a Meathead, always a Meathead. Rob Reiner. This was just this year on January 2nd. He always says the most absurd things. He's a troll. He's a liberal troll. He's just out there getting followers and being a meathead. There is no legal or tactical excuse for not indicting Donald Trump for stealing highly classified top secret documents today. That was just a week ago that he tweeted that. (laughs) Yesterday, classified documents from Biden's time as VP discovered in private office. Several classified documents from President Joe Biden's time as vice president 
Now, the difference here is, and there certainly is a difference, the, the liberals will try to tell you that the difference is, well, Biden's attorneys found them and voluntarily gave them over. The difference actually is that as president, President Trump had the authority to declassify documents, which he has said he did. As vice president, Biden in 2016, had no such authority. And yet he removed classified documents from the White House and moved them into a private office at his think tank, which coincidentally was funded in a large part by the Chinese Communist Party. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting ahead of myself. Let's jump in here and hear what uh, what this guy has to say about these documents because... Like I said, some people will say there's a difference. I already told you what my difference is. Well, you know, Biden defenders are trying to say that, look, this these documents found in the Biden think tank, it's not very serious. It's nothing like Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at this. What was found in Mar-a-Lago reflected the chaos of the end of the Trump term, the president's uh, belief that he could declassify documents. The fact that many of these documents weren't classified at all, such as the letters the president exchanged Kim Jong-un. I've seen them. They're not classified. But what happened at in the Biden think tank office where documents were there for almost seven years, these were documents by a former official who's very familiar with classified rules and regulations. And I think these are documents and official records, not just the classified documents, official records. His notes also should be turned over to the National Archive. These were sent to his office probably for him to do his memoirs, maybe for personal business. I think it's a much more serious matter. I think it was a deliberate effort to take classified documents from the U.S. government, put them in in an unsecure location. Of course it was. The Biden crime family strikes again. They've taken tens of millions of dollars from Ukraine and from the Chinese Communist Party. You've got Hunter Biden out there who was influence peddling for his dad's name and influence. Is our president compromised? Is President Joe Biden compromised? They want to say that Trump's documents at Mar-a-Lago were some horrible thing. You know who has a history of criminal activity and history of taking payoffs and buyouts from foreign governments? A history of their son going around there peddling the name, the Biden family name and Joe Biden's influence in particular for money? You know who has that history? The Biden crime family and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden going back 15 years, at least, that we know of. It's all well documented in the laptop, the laptop that they kept out of the media, the laptop that the FBI illegally censored. They took away our rights as citizens to know the information that was out there regarding a person that was running for the highest office, arguably, in the world. And they influenced the election. They influenced the outcome of the election. And they didn't care. So where were these documents found? They were found in Washington, D.C. at a Biden think tank uh, called the Penn Biden Center, which was founded shortly after he left the White House as vice president and illegally took these classified documents and placed them there. 
Three sources tell CBS News the classified documents were discovered in this building about a mile from the White House at the offices of the Penn Biden Center, a foreign policy research institute set up after President Biden left the vice presidency. According to a source familiar with the matter, the classified documents are small in number and were found in November in a box among unclassified material. Sources would not characterize how sensitive the documents are. Responding to requests from CBS News, the White House counsel said that on November 2nd of last year, before the midterm elections, before the midterm lawyers elections. President Biden were cleaning out office space at the center. When they discovered the documents marked classified in a locked closet, they stopped the work and contacted the White House. White House lawyers then reached out to the National Archives, which is responsible for the records. The archives in turn contacted the Department of Justice. Attorney General Merrick Garland then tasked the U.S. Attorney in Chicago, John Lausch, a Trump appointee, with determining what is in the documents and how they arrived at the Penn Biden Center. The FBI is also involved in the preliminary inquiry, which a source says is nearing its conclusion. So they're going to sweep this under the rug in less than uh, about six weeks or so, two months. Again, these documents were found before the midterms, and conveniently, this information was not released to the public before the midterms, as they should have been. What if we had known that Biden had classified documents stowed away, stashed away in his private office at the Penn Biden Center right there in Washington, D.C., and has had since he was vice president seven years? That might have changed things, huh? So we have a few questions. And and really, um, we have to know, how did they end up? How did these documents end up in a box with unclassified material? How did they get mixed in there? Who put them there? Who had access to these records over all this period of time? These are classified documents. Private conversations with Ukraine as part of those documents. Who had access to these? How sensitive were the documents? Why were they misplaced for so long? Oh, we just lost these documents. Aren't these things numbered or something? I don't know. Biden sources insist Biden did not know the documents were there. If true, how were the documents accidentally taken? And doesn't that compound concerns of how the documents were stored? UPenn received millions in donations from Chinese Communist Party after the opening of the Biden Center. I'm going to get into this real quick. Did the Chinese government have any interaction with the think tank? And if so, is President Biden compromised by the Chinese Communist Party? The documents were discovered before the midterms. Why are we only finding out about them now? And that's what we need to ask. And those are the questions that we need answered $54 million in Chinese gift donations to UPenn. Oh, home of the Biden Center. Coincidentally, coincidentally, the government watchdog is demanding the U.S. attorney probing the Hunter Biden in Delaware investigate tens of millions in anonymous donations from China to the University of Pennsylvania, where an academic center is named for his father, President Biden. The Ivy League College raked in a total of $54.6 million from 2014 through June 2019 in donations from China, including $23.1 million in anonymous gifts starting in 2016. Coincidentally, the year that Biden left office and set up his center there. 
The article continues, most of the anonymous donations came after the university announced in February 2017 that it would create the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. Joe Biden, whose term as vice president had just ended, was to lead the center and was also named professor at the university. This is where he gets his whole lie where I'm a full professor, even though he's never taught a day in his life. It's an honorary thing. The center, which is located in Washington, D.C., opened its doors February 2018. Antony Blinken, whom Biden named as Secretary of State, briefly served as its manager. Really? The Ivy League University received 15.8 million in anonymous Chinese gifts that year, including one eye-popping 14.5 million donation in May of 2018. Records show. So you've got Joe Biden who has a history of taking money with his son from the Chinese Communist Party as well as Ukraine who sets up a think tank at the University of Pennsylvania who coincidentally gets over $50 million from the Chinese Communist Party anonymously donated at the same time as centers being set up. I don't believe in coincidences, folks. And neither should you. We're going to get into something a little weird here before we shift gears. I'm going to get into the next segment. Stacey Abrams is back in the news. And let's, you know, first of all, I don't know who's crazier, Stacey Abrams or the person who's interviewing her, her here. I'm going to let you be the judge. Warning, fair warning. The cringe factor is high on this. From a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to put it around a 23 to 26, somewhere in there. So what's next? Are you going to run again? Are you going? Like, are you? do we get to look forward to this and galvanize I, I, again? I, I will likely run again. Yeah! I don't know what, I don't know what. <laughs> So are you going to go up against um, some tough men who kind of don't always play fair? <laughs> well, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And if it doesn't work, you try. If at first you don't have a job, then run for office and collect hundreds of thousands of dollars from your campaign so you can live. And if that doesn't succeed, run again so you can collect more money from your campaign so that you can live. And if that doesn't work, just just make a living out of running for office, even though you've got no chance in hell of winning anything whatsoever because you suck. And it's not men, it's not men who make you suck. It's you. You suck. You're horrible. You're worthless. You're an imbecile. You're a useful idiot. And she's going to sit there and bilk her campaign for hundreds of thousands more while she lives high on the hog. She doesn't have a real job. Her job is campaigning. And I don't know who this who this interviewer is. The show is Drew. Maybe that's her name. Man, I thought she was gonna. She was jumping out of her chair with excitement and, and ecstatic that Stacey Abrams is gonna put her worthless ass out there on the campaign trail again, collect more money. Well, there's your moment of weirdness. Joe Biden went to the border over the weekend. Everybody knows that the border crisis is his fault. And let's just take a look at the numbers real quick before we get started here. Fiscal year 2018, 521,000 illegals came across. 2019, almost a million. 
2020 dropped down to 458. That's when Trump's border uh, policies really went into effect. As soon as Biden took office and invited the entire world to come here illegally, 1.7 million in 2021, 2.3 million in 2022, and they're projecting 5 million plus in 2023. This is a Biden crisis. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, why don't we listen to the presidents of Mexico, Guatemala, and El Salvador who point blank say that the reason people are coming here in mass is because when Biden was elected, he gave them an open invitation to do so via his policies. Check this. Expectations were created that with the government of President Biden, there would be a better treatment of migrants. And this has caused Central American migrants and also from our country wanting to cross the border, thinking that it is easier to do so. The message changed too. We're going to reunite families and we're going to reunite children. The very next day, the Coyotes were here organizing groups of children to take them to the United States. So, but if the richest country in the world says, if you cross over the border, we will give you free health care, free education, all these benefits, I mean, that's, that, that's a draw, isn't it? Of course, it's an incentive. There were compassionate messages that were understood by people in our country, especially the coyotes, to tell families, we'll take the children. The children can go in, and once the children are there, they will call their parents. See, these people aren't stupid. These other world leaders, these presidents, these leaders of nations, they know that it is the Biden policies that are incentivizing people to come here and risk their lives, do it, risk their families, give up their children to coyotes. Many of whom just disappear. And the human trafficking trade, sex trafficking, drug trafficking. Never to be heard from again. Here's Biden. He left El Paso about as quickly as he came in. He didn't fall. I mean, I'll give him credit for that. He didn't trip up the stairs today. This was actually Sunday. There he goes. Is that a Make America Great Again hat he's got in his hand? It's a red hat. Wait, wait a minute. Is that a MAGA hat? Yeah. Nobody wants to see you. He went down there so that when he campaigns for president in 2024 on the debate stage and he's asked, have you ever been to the border? He can say, yes, I went to the border. I went to El Paso, one of the largest illegal crossing areas in the country. Of course, they sanitized El Paso before he got there. They made sure that he wasn't going to see any actual migrants, let alone actually interact with any of them, because that would have been a disaster, not only for him, they don't want him to see what's going on, but also for the news media that was following him, they don't want the country to see what's going on. Mayor, one question has been about what the president didn't see, because from our reports on the ground, our reporters were with him, he didn't actually come face to face with any of the migrants there. And we know that there are hundreds of migrants, of course, we've seen them sleeping on the streets of El Paso. So did he get a sufficient view of the humanitarian crisis aspect of this? Well, he didn't. Uh, He didn't. 
He doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want to acknowledge it. He doesn't want to be responsible for it. Here's some before and afters. On befores and then the after, after they cleaned it up. Oh, the President, President Biden is coming. We need to clean this up. We need to clean this up before he gets here. We don't want him to see anything horrible that's going on here. Same street, same place. Just a week ago, this is what it looked like. People sleeping on the sidewalk, sleeping in the streets. And then what it looked like before Biden showed up, they completely cleaned it up. Word has it that they bust a lot of them to Houston. They got rid of all of them. And then they shut down the border for the day so that Biden could do his parking lot inspection. This is at a migrant facility where there didn't happen to be any migrants on this particular day. Weird. But the parking lot looked great. I think it passed inspection of the great Biden. Of course, this area, uh, it was had a lot of police presence. We've been reporting in the past couple of weeks of police coming here. Uh, they've been arresting people for maybe paraphernalia. They had uh, access to, to marijuana, those types of arrests. We spoke to one woman. We asked her, have people been cleaning this area in preparation for President Biden's visit? One woman did tell us that, yes, the city, she has seen city officials or city employees out here cleaning the area in preparation to President Biden's Of course they did. They completely sanitized it. And it's disgusting. It's a lie. It's another smoke and mirrors routine. It's another uh, lie that the, um, that the Biden administration constantly tells. But hey, don't worry. He's got the border under control and and he's got, and we're going to use high technology to do it. No, 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 not surveillance cameras, not laser mounted rail guns on top of the, the fence to, to take out migrants. No, 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 nothing like that. We've got a phone app. Check this out. Secretary of Homeland Security Marcus will detail these actions very shortly after I finish at Homeland Security. But here's one significant step we're taking. Over the summer, we saw a huge spike in the number of Venezuelans traveling through, uh, through Mexico and attempting to enter the United States without going through our legal processes. There is, we responded by using uh, uh, and ensuring that there are two safe and lawful ways for someone leaving the country to come to America. That was one of the reasons you, uh, you were proposing. First, if they're seeking asylum, they can use an app on their cell phone called CBP1, O-N-E, CBP1, O-N-E. That's to spell it out, not the number one. To schedule an appointment at a port of entry and make their asylum claim there without crossing the border unlawfully and have a decision determined by an asylum officer, do they... So there you have it. Problem solved. All they got to do is... is these people from the third world countries that's got to jump on their thousand dollar cell phone and go to this app and they can make a, an appointment at a consulate at a, at an embassy to, uh, to request asylum in the United States without illegally entering the country. That's I'm sure that's going to solve the problem. Build the freaking wall. Enforce the border. 
militarize it if you need to. But they won't. And in fact, in that massive omnibus spending bill, they did put money toward immigration and toward the border. None of it toward securing the border. All of it toward processing more illegals as quickly as they possibly can. And they are illegal aliens. By definition, they're breaking the law. Crossing into this country and ignoring its borders, by definition, makes you a criminal. And you're not native to this country, which means you're an alien. You're an illegal alien. As soon as you step foot across that line, call them what they are, man. These aren't migrants. These aren't immigrants. They're illegal aliens. In the omnibus bill, none of the funds provided in subsection A1 shall be used. None of them shall be used to acquire, maintain, or extend border security technology and capabilities. Can't use it to secure the border, technologically or manpower-wise. Not a penny. But it can be used except for technology and capabilities to improve border patrol processing. And I can't believe that the swampy Republicans in both the Senate and the House just completely ignored that. They put through, out of all the things in the bill, the one thing they should have at least taken a look at is the border security portion of it. And maybe they did. They just let it fly through anyway. This is why we can't have these massive omnibus bills just get rubber stamped, backroom deals, five or six people decide what's going to be in the bill and everybody else just votes for it without ever reading word oh sure they have their aides browse through it really quick but most of them most of them don't know what's in there you got to pass the bill to find out what's in the bill after all nancy pelosi is famous for saying and what really is disappointing although not surprising, is you have a president of the United States who is responsible for securing the border of this country and keeping it secure, who doesn't even communicate with the governors of border states who are the most immediately impacted and who it affects the most. During this entire time, Joe Biden has not called me. He did not call me, uh, nor his staff uh, called and uh, let us know either about his visit or to invite us uh, until uh, last night. Uh, we got a random email to uh, one of my staff members uh, asking if I would be there to meet him on the tarmac. Uh, and so they have failed to communicate. And listen, uh, this visit uh, is about uh, two years too late and about $20 billion short of what. Yeah, two years too late and $20 billion short. Didn't even contact the governor of Texas until the day before he was going to be there and then asked if he could meet them on the tarmac. Pathetic. Pathetic. Here's the none better take of the day. You've got the Biden crime family who's been getting rich off of their name from foreign governments in Ukraine and China via the Chinese Communist Party through Hunter Biden selling the family name and access to his father 
influence peddling to the tune of, of tens of millions of dollars. They remodeled their beach house. They've got huge diamonds. It's all on the laptop. I don't care about Hunter Biden's junk. Nobody cares. You liberals, just just STFU about that, okay? Nobody cares about Hunter Biden's junk or the prostitutes he was with or the cocaine that he did. What we care about is the compromising of our national security via Joe Biden because the Chinese Communist Party has paid his family off. And not only did they pay him off since the time he was vice president to the time he became president, they continued to do so through the University of Pennsylvania, through the Penn Biden Center, where classified documents were discovered in Biden's private offices that he took from the White House when he left as vice president. The vice president cannot, unlike Trump, Trump can declassify documents. Yet they found some classified documents in Mar-a-Lago. They did an FBI raid in order to do so. They raided that home, the personal residence of the former president. And they found these classified documents, which Trump has said he declassified because he has the power to do so. The vice president of the United States does not have the power to declassify documents. Therefore, what Biden did, removing these documents from the White House, is much more egregious, egregious than anything Trump has done. The Biden crime family has been in the business of peddling influence and selling their name and therefore the security of our country for decades. This is nothing new. This is a family and a person who's made his career lying and plagiarizing and exaggerating. He doesn't have an honest bone in his body. And he never has. He'll sit there and tell you that he wants to secure the border. That the border is more secure than it's ever been. That they inherited a mess. The border was far more secure under Trump. And the numbers say so. Since Biden took office, 4.3 million people have entered this country. Plus, Another one million gotaways, people who we have no idea where they came from. We don't know who they are. We don't know what their intentions are. We don't know their past, their criminal records, or why they're here, but they're illegal and they came in here under the radar and avoided entering a processing center for a reason. I would imagine a lot of these are drug dealers, human traffickers, probably even a few terrorists in there as well. And we're not talking the domestic kind. We're talking the actual dangerous ones that come from dangerous countries that want to do harm to the United States of America. And they'll sit there and pretend that a border crisis doesn't exist. They'll sit there and put out, oh, we have an app, a cell phone app. Just make your appointment on your $1,000 cell phone, you third world country people. Come into the United States legally. Well, have you in with open arms and give you our tax money so that you can live. That's not how it works. All the Biden administration has to do is simply enforce current law and not allow people to illegally enter the country. This whole asylum BS is exactly that. It's BS. It's not true. 
It's not legitimate. It's their excuse to allow millions of people. You know, over 5 million people? That's over 1% of the population of the country. We, we cannot, this is not maintainable. We cannot continue down this path. It will destroy this country. If you don't have a secure border, you do not have a sovereign nation. But maybe that's the point. It's time to go after these people. It's time to expose them for the criminals that they are and for the harm that they are doing to the greatest country on earth. This has been The Nun Report. Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on the radio, make sure you check me out on rumble.com slash The Nun Report. You can check out all the video and all the receipts and everything else that I laid down on a regular basis here. Catch me on all the socials at The Nun Report, except TikTok, because I don't do that commie shit. Or how about this? Just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can link into everything right there. You can link into all the podcasts, all the videos, all the fun stuff. All in one place, easy peasy. Anyway, hey, as always, thanks for watching. Until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.